Siggies, the cold never seemed to bother him. At least, not as much as the idea of folks thinking he was too advanced in years to be driving heavy plant through a blizzard. His voice was distinctly gruffer as he drew out the last half inch of Siggy. Problem, is it, girl? Some fool in a car, it is, this Sarah said. Come whizzing clean off the road, on the bend back there, slides across, crashes through the gate and straight down the bloody hill. You sure? Sure? I was at the bedroom window, Goma. Couldn't hardly miss him. Straight through. Headlights all over the snow. Then they've gone, look. Well, there ain't no way out of there. Ends in forestry. So, let's get this right, girl, Goma said. There's a car or something gone down over this year hill, and he's vanished. Likely buried already. And we ain't got no gear to haul him out. Can you get through in that thing, Gomer? It was like the whole cab was bulging with Gomer's outrage. This thing? Danny sighed. Gomer, maybe we should call the... End nowhere. Gomer, tossing the last millimetre of Siggy into the snow. On God's earth, this girl can't get through. Danny defeated, looked up at the falling sky. Snow and ice had come hard and bitter after Christmas, right after the floods. Over a month of running out of oil, on account of the tankers couldn't get through, and starving rats raiding your vehicle from underneath, dining on your electrics. A brief respite early in February, and then, just when you'd thought you'd seen the end of winter, the bastard was back with both fists bunched, and Goma Parry had got himself a big new JCB tractor called Bronwyn, and something to prove. Danny climbed down and found the car hadn't gone crunching through the gate after all. Some fool left him open. He climbed back in, slammed the door. No warmer in here. Bronwyn had a cracking heater, only Goma wouldn't use it in case he nodded off at the wheel and some bastard magistrate had his HGV license off him. Shouldn't be no gate there at all, Goma said. No fence, neither. Common land it is, bridleway. Only Dickie, see, he reckons if he'd keep fencing it off, one day folks is gonna forget it don't belong to him. He lowered the plough, tracks in the headlights, but Danny saw they were filling up fast. Goma set about clearing the field entrance in case they came back with something on tow. Danny said, Dickie you. On the pop half the time. Dickie Prothero. Her's got a hold of it altogether, ain't it? Ah, so that's Dickie Prothero's new wife, is it? Never seed her before. Course you ain't. On account of Dickie's in the pub and her's back here holding it all together. Aye, Danny said, fair play to her. Pulling snow out of his beard, thinking whoever was down there could be badly hurt or worse, could have hit a tree or a power pole. Land Rover, them tracks, Goma said. Long wheelbase, only one set of tracks so we ain't out, he sniffed. Right then, we go for it? Ten minutes from midnight when they went in, 
and the windscreen was near opaque. Like being inside a washing machine when somebody had overdone it with the powder. Hoping to God this wouldn't end in no pink snow, Danny dug his hands into his pockets, warming himself inside with thoughts of the pyramid stage at Glastonbury on a hot night at the end of June. Coloured lights in rippling sequence, the strobes going, the old strap hard against his thigh as he went sailing off into the solo from Mephisto's blues. Well, could be. If only Lol would realise how much he had to offer. If the boy could just overcome that persistent low self-esteem. What the hell? Life was good. Had been good. You all right, Gomer? Course I'm all right. Bronwyn went grinding on between leafless trees turned into great white mushrooms. Humpy, glistening ground and a teeny...